0: We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you listen, watch, discuss. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Listen, Watch, Discuss. As always, I'm your host Bren Aiken, and uh, today is the season eight premiere of the podcast. I will be reviewing something different than what I said I would be reviewing in the trailer for Season (laughs) 8. Mostly because I was just tired last night and I wanted to review something other than that movie. And I, not that I didn't want to go see Argyle. I just, I kind of wanted to just stay in, go get dinner, come back, stay in and watch watch my shows. I've been watching uh, Luke Cage and Supernatural. And I just figured I would do that uh but I fell asleep before i watched could watch any of my shows or record the podcast for last night, so uh all of you will be listening to this uh <laughs> on Saturday, the third instead of the uh the second, but you know I'm just uh well, not even a full day off, like a ten twelve hours off from when I was gonna post this uh but yeah, so uh tonight, I may still review argyle, I may not uh but I do have something that I hope and believe you all will enjoy uh i tonight or today I will be reviewing for the season eight premiere. the first season of the new Amazon prime original animated series has been Hotel, and uh this will be a spoilery discussion, so if you have not seen the season, yet, and you're interested in seeing it, pause the episode and go watch it. But of course, if you don't care about spoilers, you want to hear my thoughts on the entire season, and uh, you're still going to watch the show regardless of being spoiled, then by all means, uh, please continue to listen. So, excuse me. So if, uh, for those of you who don't know what Hasbun Hotel is, I will uh, go over the premise of it and kind of its backstory. So, or its, uh, history rather. So Has Been Hotel, uh, is, was originally a pilot, uh, that a, uh, YouTube, uh, or, uh, yeah, a YouTube, uh, creator, uh, Vivian Medrano, cr- uh, created and posted on YouTube. Uh, her YouTube, uh, username, uh, or account name is, uh, Viv- Vivzy Pop. And, uh, it, uh, it premiered on October 28th. It was released on October 28th, 2019 on YouTube. And it's around like 45 minutes. So it's, or er, 40 minutes. So it's a pretty lengthy pilot for it, you know, just being on YouTube. And needless to say, the thing blew up. Uh, it was made entirely by freelance animators. So like, you know, just Vi- Vivian and, and some of her uh, friends, uh, that she knows, uh, you know, helped, came together and helped her work on this. And it was, uh, financed largely by Vivian's, uh, Patreon followers, you know, so it was kind of like, well, not really kickstart, but kind of like, uh, they kickstarted it in a way where she was promising, Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm creating this new show. Uh, I just, you know, I'm, I'm gathering money, uh, for the pilot. If any of you guys want to pitch in, you're more than welcome to, and and uh, needless to say, her fans uh, pitched in because they were promised something really cool, and they got something really cool in return. But yeah, I, re- I remember, I remember when the pilot <clears throat> first came out. Uh, yeah, when I when and I watched it, I I don't I don't know if it was on the 28th. I think it may have been like a few days later, so it was like early November, uh, but it was later that week. Uh, or whenever the 28th was. But yeah, it was a few days later in November of 2019. I watched the pilot. Uh, I was actually at college at the time. Uh, I was sitting in the, uh, not the break room. Uh, I forgot what you call it. But I was sitting in that area uh, where, you know, everyone just kind of goes to hang out and study and just relax between classes and after after classes, you know. And uh, I just sat there on my laptop watching the pilot cause I, I didn't have any work to do and I was like, well, it's the end of the day. Let's see what this is about. And I, you know, the thumbnail intrigued me because it was just these two, uh, weird looking, like strange looking, uh, uh, demon, uh, cr- uh, people. And I was like, I wonder what this is about. So I clicked on and watched it and I loved it. Uh, immediately I, I was hooked And I was interested in the, the backstory and lore that they set up in the pilot and what they didn't set up. Like, you know, I I was interested in what, uh, more backstory that they could, uh, delve into if they got, you know, picked up for a, a first official season. And yeah, the characters intrigued me. The, the plot, the concept, I was like, Oh, this is an interesting concept. I love this. Uh, the animation, uh, hooked me in as well. I just loved how wacky and batshit insane and slapsticky, like how cartoony it was. And, uh, the, the musical numbers, you know, the couple songs that we got in the, in the pilot were, uh, really well executed. The, the scening was great as well as the music itself in both songs. They were great. And yeah, it was just, uh, I loved it. excuse me, sorry, (laughs) my throat's a little dry, I just woke up like uh, 30, 40 minutes ago, Um, but yeah, the, yeah, needless to say, I loved the pilot, and uh, I wanted to, uh, definitely wanted to see more, and eventually, the, uh, and I do mean eventually, because the pilot was uh, four years ago, the first season uh yeah, you know, and I'd been I, I've been following ever since then, I've been following uh ever since that pilot dropped. I immediately clicked subscribe to Vivian's YouTube channel and I followed her on Instagram and I've been waiting for uh the show to premiere, like for the first season to officially premiere ever since that pilot dropped. And in between the pilot and the official season premiering, she also created a uh like a month later, she dropped the pilot to another a show called Hell of a Boss, which is also set in the same world as Hasbun Hotel. And the first official season of that premiered a year later on Halloween of 2020. And it, uh, and it's, and it's uh, unlike Hasbun Hotel, it's exclusively, uh, it's, it's run, it has been exclusively on YouTube, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, I have not, I'm uh, slacking a little bit on hell of a ball it's not because i'm not still interested in it it's just i i keep forgetting to and also the episodes because it's on you know because it's animated and also because vivian was also working on has been hotel the episodes have been months apart typically so i was like well i'll just wait until the full season's out and then i've you know been watching again my excuse with uh most of shows that i'm behind on is because oh i've been watching other shows <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I while I'm behind on Hell of a Boss, I do plan on uh, continuing it and picking it back up because I, I I do love Hell of a Boss. I think I love Has Been Hotel more, but Hell of a Boss is still really good and it's cool that it's I guess I guess not really a spinoff, but it's just it's set within the same world, which I think is cool. You know, it's uh, but but yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know what the show's about, uh, well actually yeah wait uh, I'm all, uh let me. Explain, yeah. So, the pilot, yeah, came out October twenty eighth, twenty nineteen. I followed Vivian on YouTube and Instagram. I've been eagerly awaiting and anticipating the show actually premiering, and the show officially premiered on January eighteenth, twenty twenty four. Well, it was the nineteenth. I I think they it, well it, you know because Amazon has most of their shows premiere on Fridays. I guess they've been doing the premiering them on Thursdays more recently because. <clears throat> Because, uh, yeah, the 18th was a Thursday. I guess maybe it's like Thursday at midnight or something. So that's why it's like, oh, yeah, well, technically it'd be Friday, like right after, you know. But, yeah, so, yeah, it premiered January 18th, 19th uh, on Amazon, on Prime Video. And they released the the first half of the season, the first four episodes that week. And then the next two weeks were the last two, the the next two and then the last two episodes. So it was an eight-episode season. 22 23 minute episodes each, and yeah, I uh, I'm I it was a great season. I'm looking forward to season two, uh, which they before season one even premiered, Vivian said, Oh no, we got green for a season two, where it's, it's definitely happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, so yeah, needless to say that, uh, yeah, the 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 pilot did well. Uh, I mean, as of right now. Uh, it has 97 million views on YouTube, which is insane for, I mean, not just any, not just uh, a YouTube video or not just an animated pilot, but like just any YouTube video, any video ever that you post online. It's like, that's quite an accomplishment to get that many views on, on something, on, on anything that you put out there. And, uh, yeah. So despite the, the long wait in between the, the, um, the pilot and the show i feel like it was well worth the wait the the first season was fantastic but yeah i uh i've not for, for those of you who don't know what the show is about i have not gone into what it's about so let me go into that uh so the show basically it's an adult animated uh series and it's also uh, it's also a comedy and it's also a musical it's got uh, a little a few elements of horror in there as well but it's essentially about, uh, hell. It's, uh, the daughter of Satan, of Lucifer. Charlie is, uh, everyone in hell's, you know, it's, it's like miserable. Uh, you know, people are, are shitty assholes, uh, except for Charlie. She's like the nicest one there, which is ironic. Cause you would think that the daughter of Satan would of Lucifer <laughs> would be, you know, evil and, and, uh, insane and psychotic and, depressed, you know, you, you think, but she's the exact opposite of that. She's a happy ray of sunshine. And, uh, unfortunately for her, uh, the people of hell are, uh, the demons, uh, the people who were, became demons when they got down there. Uh, they are murdered once a year by the angels from heaven, the angels, because the, 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 there's an overpopulation problem in hell. So the angels come down once a year to decrease the population by brutally slaughtering (laughs) a bunch of them, like as many as they can. And then, yeah, so it's a yearly event. The angels take glee in it, it seems like. And uh, Charlie's like, okay, well, I don't want my people to die. I'm the princess of hell after all. So I'm going to open a hotel uh, with my girlfriend and uh, some other uh, patrons, or uh, a couple patrons or two. And uh, uh, a a few staff members, because, you know, you have to have some staff members if you're going to open a hotel. You have to have uh, employees. And I am going to open the hotel uh, for uh, people who want to rehabilitate themselves, people who want to seek redemption. And that way they can go up to heaven and avoid, that way they they can become good, uh, head straight up to heaven and avoid this yearly slaughter. And that's the plot. That was the plot of the pilot, and that's, you know, the plot of the first season of the show. And what I love about the first season is that in the first, like, it's established in the first episode, and, and in the second episode, too, that the events from the pilot to this first season have only been like a week. So they pick up pretty much right where the pilot, le- the pilot uh, left off, or, or close to it. So if you haven't seen the pilot... I would suggest watching that first if you're gonna watch the show. I would suggest watching the pilot first and then watching the uh, starting the, the first season because I I mean I feel like if you don't, you'll pick up on what's going on because they explain everything that happened and I mean they don't explain everything that happened in the pilot, but they explain mostly the the important stuff but 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 still, the pilot is as good uh, as the the show so i i feel like you, you wouldn't really be um you wouldn't really be missing or you you would be missing a little bit yeah you would be missing a little bit if you didn't watch the the pilot and the yeah like i said the pilot's just as good so you know why not watch it uh but yeah and and what i love about this season though is that they uh they take the concept that they established in the pilot and they expand it you know they 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 expand the the concept you know they add more to it they add more to the world building, and uh, they add more to the characters. And what I think is interesting is that the the cast for, uh, the cast for the show is different from the cast of the pilot. And I know a lot of people were complaining that. Uh, sorry, I had the, uh, <laughs> I pulled up the pilot and I forgot that I didn't have the sound uh, muted. <laughs> If you're wondering what that sound was, that was a an ad uh before the pilot so yeah i I was uh, looking at the cast for the pilot, so the pilot's cast and the the cast for the show are different. I'm pretty sure everyone is uh all the characters are different uh are are voiced by different actors or voice actors and uh you know a lot of people were like, "I don't know how this is gonna sound and then when the trailer came out. Some people were like, oh, well, these characters sound nice. The other characters sound too different. But for the most part, I think everyone does a fantastic job. Uh, oh, also, I messed up. It the I was off by like 10 minutes. The pilot was like 30, almost 32 minutes. I said it was like 45 minutes. Uh, so I was off by like 15 minutes. But still, I mean, for a, a full half hour, you know, give or take a few minutes, like a couple minutes longer than half an hour, Uh, a fully animated half an hour pilot. I mean, that's uh, impressive. But yeah, so uh, I, you know, it's funny because like, it had been a while since I had fully watched the pilot. But remembering what the voices sounded like, remembering what I thought they sounded like, and then hearing them in the show, I was like, you know what, even if they sounded different, I, uh, I think they sound close enough to the original. I think if in fact most, if not all of them are, were spot on. Like, uh, Charlie was voiced by, uh, in the pilot she was voiced by Jill Harris, and her, uh, her, you know, speaking voice, but her singing voice was actually Elsie Lovelock. But in the show, her speaking and singing voice are both, uh, they're both, uh, what's her er- Erica Henning, Henning- Henningson, uh, yeah, and she. She does a great job. I mean, she sounds just like Charlie did in the pilot, and then in uh, Michael Kovac voiced Angel Dust in the show. In the and in the and in the pilot, and then in the show, he's voiced by uh, Blake Roman, and Blake Roman does a fantastic job. He sounds almost exactly like him too, and and you know yeah, and then and, and everyone else like um, Amir Tali. I believe I'm pronouncing his name right. He voiced, uh, Alistair. Uh, and then in the pilot, it was Edward Bosco and his singing voice in the pilot was Gabriel C. Brown. And what I think is cool is that, you know, a couple of the characters that some in the pilot, you know, had different, like I said, like I've established, they've had different singing voices than speaking voices. Like, the, the the speaking voice and the singing voice were two different people. But in the show, because the show is even more of a musical than the pilot was, because they have eight full episodes, they have more time to sing more songs, the pilot had two songs, you know, and there were only really two characters that sung. It was Charlie and Alistair. But in the show, pretty much everyone has their own musical number, or at least gets to sing in a group ensemble. So, in the show, uh, everyone, all of the actors and voice actors cast for the characters are also the ones singing the songs, which I like. Uh, because, I mean, if you're going to have a musical, and you're going to have characters sing, you should, the voice actors should at least, or actors or voice actors should at least be able to sing, you know? Uh, I mean, it would be, because, you know, yeah, you would have to pay two different people to, <laughs> to you know, to voice the same character. Uh, so, yeah, and then, but then you also have, like, some bigger name, uh, I mean, not saying that, they haven't been in anything. I'm not sure what the two of them have been in. Uh I feel like but I feel like with their voices they've probably at least been on Broadway or they've probably they probably grew up doing musical theater. Uh but then you have like some bigger name voices like you have uh Kimiko Glenn who a lot of you may know as um uh well she she's uh she's been in animation. She was uh, the voice of uh, Penny Parker in uh into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And she was also in A Cross, but she had, like, a little cameo. And she's going to be in the uh, third one, too. She was uh, Bridget in Close Enough, one of the characters in there. And uh, she was in BoJack Horseman. And she's been in some other stuff, too. But, yeah, she, she's a voice actress. And, uh, yeah, she voices um, yeah Nifty in the pilot. Uh, she does a great job. Uh, then, yeah, K- uh, Keith David uh, voice actor extraordinaire. Uh, I mean, he, What? Well, and also he's a actor extraordinaire. He was in the Thane, 1980, 1982 1982's the Thane. Uh, he was in Cloud Atlas, uh, which I forgot he was in Cloud Atlas. Uh, he was in Nope. He played, I mean, <laughs> he died in the beginning, but he was the, uh, the father of, uh, of, um, uh, God, why am I blanking on their names? He was the father of, um, why am I blanking on their names? Uh, crap. Uh, the, the Haywood, uh, he was the Haywood, the head of the Haywood. Oh oh yeah. OJ and M. Yeah. Otis jr. And Emerald. Yeah. OJ and M. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why I was blanking on their names. Yeah. He was, he was OJ and M's father and he, he died in the beginning, but he was in that, but he's also a, yeah. Uh, talented voice actor. He was the flame King in adventure time. Uh, he was in a regular show. He, He voiced, the streaming itself, like the very essence of streaming, uh, he, yeah, what else has he been in? Uh, he's, he's been in a bunch of stuff, but yeah, he's, he's a great voice actor. He's got a big booming voice, um, you know, when he wants to. And then he also, but he can also kind of like have just a very deep, lower deep voice, but yeah, he voices a uh, husk, does a fantastic job. And, uh, he sounds a little different than he did in the pilot. You know, in the pilot, the voice actor for Husk sounded uh, more gruff, like, you know, more, more of a uh, scraggly voice, I guess, you know, more of a raspy, growly voice. And this one, it's, you know, more of kind of just a, a more somber voice, but but it fits Husk well. Like, I mean, even though it's he sounded different, I'm like, well, I one, I think Keith David is a talented voice actor and uh, an actor, too. Uh, although I've seen, I've heard his voice in more things than I've seen him act in. But still, what I've seen him act in, he was good too. But he fits the voice well. And then you have, uh, uh, I don't know if I've, oh, Alex Brighton voices one of the angels, Adam. Uh, and to round off the cast of, yeah, main characters, because I think I voiced, yeah, Amir Atali voices Alistair. Yeah, so I've I've listed everyone. To, to round off the cast, you have probably the biggest name, or next to Keith David, probably the biggest, uh, most recognized name, uh, is uh, Stephanie Beatrice. Who uh, you all may know as you know, she was Rosa uh, in uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, which I again I because I had wa- was watching other shows at the time I stopped watching the show, <laughs> and now it's not on Hulu anymore, so I guess I'll have to get Peacock. But I do wanna I do wanna watch it all the way through because it ended a couple years ago. But but she's great. Uh, or she she was great in that uh, as Rosa. She was also in uh, uh Mirabelle. You know, a lot of you may know in Kanto. In Kanto, uh, uh, the Disney movie came out. Like, well, yeah, two years ago. Uh, she voiced the main character Mirab- Mirabelle, and she uh, is the voice of Vaggie, Charlie's girlfriend in in this show. And she she gets the she sounds close to the, if not almost spot on, to uh, the her voice actress or Vaggie's voice actress in the pilot. In the pilot, she was voiced by. Who's Uh Monica Franco, and I was like, oh yeah. So, but it's funny I could tell. I, it took us. It took a minute, but I was like, oh yeah, that's Stephanie Beatrice, because I in the trailer they voiced off like who was voicing the main characters, and then I was like, oh yeah, that that's her. Okay, because so I forgot for a second, and then um, but hearing her and then remembering how she sounded in the pilot, I'm like, oh yeah, she's spot on. She sounds fantastic because you know Vaggie's kind of very stoic and and very and, and not not very cynical, but she she can be cynical at times and she's a little bit more stoic, uh a little bit more uh of a well not a smart aleck, uh, or not a smart ass, <laughs> but a, a little bit more um I guess a little bit more snarky, you know, than like Charlie. Um and yeah, so but the voice acting's great. Uh so yeah, so about the but the season overall. Uh, you know, we we get into more lore and backstory about everything. We you know, we go back into uh, you know, you know, like the, the story of like heaven and hell and, and what happened with Lucifer, uh, in Christianity, like they, 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 what I love is they take elements from like religion, like, well, mostly from Christianity, but they take elements from religion and, and like add it into their lore. Cause they're talking about, you know, the whole concept of the show is about heaven and hell, a, a little bit more hell than heaven. But, you know, so, so they take, uh, elements from religion and, and add it into the show uh, whether it's to talk about the good aspects of it or the, the bad aspects of it and, and maybe the hypocritical aspects of it. But, uh, Lucifer, you know, we, we get the story, you know, we get the whole thing where it's like Adam and Eve, but instead of Adam and Eve first, it was Adam and Lilith. And then, you know, we find out what happened with Lilith. Uh, and then it was, and then it was Adam and Eve after Lilith left. And then Lucifer, uh, you know, and, and in the show, Uh, obviously in, in the, the, the realm of Christianity, what happened played out very differently than what happened in the show. But in the show, Lucifer was misunderstood and him and he was trying to convince Eve like, Hey, maybe we should, uh, uh, set heaven up this way and, or, you know, maybe, maybe we should do things differently. And then, uh, because he, his way didn't fit with the ways of the, the higher up angels, he was cast into out of heaven and into hell and that's why he was the, and that's how he became the Lord of hell, you know, the earth. (laughs) And uh, yeah. And then, you know, we, so we find out more about that, uh, the backstory with yeah Charlie's dad and we find out a little bit more about her mom, uh, and about Alistair. We find we find out that he's been gone for seven years and you know, which I think is very interesting, but, but yeah, in the first episode, uh, they do a great job at, like, reestablishing what's going on. You know, it's like Charlie is trying to rehabilitate uh, the demons down in hell so that way she can, uh, you know, using her hotel so that way she can get them into heaven and prevent more of her people from being butchered every year. And in the, fir- in the first episode, she's so happy because she has a meeting with the head angel of the exterminate exterminator army, the angel exterminators which just the fact that they are exterminator angels is hilarious to me because you'd think it's like why would heaven need an army of of exterminators but that just goes to show how how uh terrible this whole system is it's like oh yeah the fact that they have a whole army of angels that brutally murder demons yearly it's like maybe maybe the angels aren't as good as they as you know we're led to believe uh, or that we we think they are like maybe maybe the demons some of the well at least some of the demons are actually nicer than some of the angels uh, <laughs> but yeah, so in the first episode, Charlie uh goes to meet the head of the angel exterminator army uh or the angel army, the angel exterminators, uh Adam, who is actually the Adam from you know uh, creation Adam and Eve, you know it 's like oh yeah it's so he 's so, because he 's the first human that became an angel he 's the first angel ever or he's the first human that became an angel and was sent up to heaven. And he is, uh, <laughs> I love Adam because he's such an asshole. He's like, a, he's like a toxic masculinity, douchey frat bro. Like a douchey, yeah, he's a douchey frat bro is essentially what Adam is. And, uh, and yeah, needless to say, the, the meeting with him and Charlie does not go well. In fact, he's like, you know what, no, uh, we, we've only, it's only been a week since the extermination. Uh, yeah, I know we've only, it's only been a week since we, since we came down here and killed a lot of you assholes. Guess what? We're going to come back, uh, twice as fast. We're going to, we're coming back in six months instead of next year, like instead of a year later. So, you know, you have been warned. Uh, yeah. And she's like, okay, well, this is a bit of a setback. Uh, let's try to figure out a way to prevent this from, uh, getting any worse. Let's try to... Let me try to see if I can convince them yet again. And uh you know the season is pretty much uh what's well, it's a few different subplots but it is essentially Charlie trying to stop this extermination from occurring again uh, you know earlier than before, 6 months earlier than it it should. Um uh, and 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 at all. She's trying to stop it from ever happening again cuz she's like, look, I have been through enough of these in my lifetime. This you know, bring so much destruction and, and death and devastation to my people. This is terrible. And we got to figure out a way to, to just put an end to this forever. And like I said, yeah, so it's her, uh, her girlfriend, Vaggie, um, who they're adorable, by the way, I love their relationship. I love how, I love the, the moments we, we the cute little flirty moments that we get to see between them. Uh, you know, just them holding hands, the, vaggie calling her babe and charlie calling her sweetie and they're they're, they're adorable uh, <laughs> i love it and uh but yeah they're the so yeah it's her vaggie uh their uh first patron angel dust who is um kind of like this new york jersey boston he's got like a new york jersey boston accent uh he's like a spider demon uh and all the all the demons that we've seen are except for some that were born in hell which were like the imps Because they they were just born there. But most of the demons we see are people that were sent to hell for whatever reason. Uh, And yeah, he uh, is a uh, prostitute slash porn star. And he is their first patron. (laughs) And at first he's only doing it because he's like, oh, it's a place to stay. But then he, you know, like in the pilot. But then towards the end of the pilot, and especially in the first episode, he's like, no, I actually do want to become a better person. And being around you, Charlie... And Vaggie, I feel like that is helping me be a better person. I'm starting to be good instead of uh, how I was before, a piece of shit, kind of, a self-destructive piece of shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's, uh, I mean, not that he was really a piece of shit, like, I mean, he kind of was, but not to the extent of, like, Adam or someone, uh, yeah, some some other characters. But but yeah, so it's Charlie, Vaggie, Angel Dust, uh, Alistair, the radio demon who... Uh, has expressed his disbelief that uh Charlie's plan for redemption is actually going to work, but he is bored and he's like, Oh, this is something entertaining to 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 just waste my time on. So he agrees to help her. He's actually the one that gives Charlie the name because originally she her name for the hotel was the Happy hotel, and Alistair at the very end he snaps his fingers and changes the 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 light up sign she has on top of the the hotel from happy to has been. So he changes the name to has been hotel. Uh, but he is a very cool, creepy, mysterious character. Cause, we, uh, he's always kind of lurking in the background and whenever he is with the group, uh, like even when he's not lurking in the background, just observing everyone, if he is among the group, he's always just kind of looking around, uh, and smiling. He's just like, just observing everyone, whether it's from a distance or, you know, he's actually within the group and he's just such a mystery. You never really quite know what he's thinking or what his ultimate plan is. Because, I mean, yes, I believe that he is doing this, you know, because he's bored and, and looking for something to do. But I feel like there's something else there. Like, why is he like, does he want to take over hell? And he's, you know, getting on Charlie's good side to take over because he's like, oh, well, this is the the king of hell's daughter himself. I mean, herself. So if I get in good graces with her, I can one day take over, you know, just the hotel and then eventually hell itself. Uh, or, or you know, what, like what are his motives? And yeah, he's just uh, – and he's always smiling. He never, he never d- doesn't have a smile and uh, it's always like, are you actually happy in this moment? Because there are times where it's like, oh, he's not actually happy. He's pissed off, but he, he never breaks his smile. <laughs> even when he's nervous or scared which isn't that often but we do see it especially in the finale uh he he always has that smile and it's unnerving sometimes uh but it's it's just interesting to see that just 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 for him to be in an episode uh or just for him to be there it's like what are you planning there's just such an aura of an aura of mystery surrounding him And he's, you know, he's got a cool design too. He's got, he's just wearing this like red suit. He's got a top hat. He's got red and black hair. He's got a little monocle. He's got sharp yellow teeth, gray skin. Uh, He's very tall and lanky, very skinny. And he's got uh, his hair. uh, he, he, He has tufts of hair that pop up like ears on a deer. They look like deer ears. He's got a red top hat and he's got antlers like a deer too, which, and then there's one episode where he's like eating a dead deer with a knife and fork like he's not even cooked it's just a dead deer in his room and like his room is like half swamp half an actual hotel room so and 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 uh and I love his voice too because he has a a radio filter over his voice so he sounds like and and he died he seems to have died around the night sometime in the 1930s because in the pilot he mentions that he mentions that uh he hasn't been this entertained since the stock market crash of 1929 so he had to, so he obviously lived to see the Great Depression, but, you know, it's like, when did he die? So I feel like it was maybe like the mid 30s, mid or late 30s, but yeah, so he's got like this ni- old timey 1930s radio voice. He's got a radio filter over his voice and it makes him even cooler and creepier. Uh, it just makes, it just makes him even cooler and creepier. Um, and yeah, and he's also got a cane that is a, or a staff cane that, uh staff that, looks like has a microphone on the end of it. And yeah, there's just like and why does he look like a deer? Like did, was he a deer hunter or was he murdered by a deer? You know, it just, but he he has a cool design. Anyway, enough about Alistair. Uh <laughs> I'll I'll mention I'll get into him more later, but yeah, uh he he's great. And then to round off the rest of the cast or the rest of the members of the hotel, Husk is um uh he essentially sold his soul. He's like a, a cat-looking demon. Uh, he sold his soul, essentially, to Alistair to keep his power. And he was a gambler, and that uh, cost him... You know, essentially, yeah, he is like... uh, he, Yeah, he sold his soul to Alistair, and he's linked to him forever. Like, that, you know, there's no way, really, for Husk to break free from his his grasp. Uh, and Alistair, in, in uh, Episode 5, actually, he threatens Husk. He's like, hey stay stay in line do as do as I tell you you know don't don't go off doing your own thing, don't try to betray me because if you do, I will literally tear your soul apart and broadcast your screams to hell or throughout hell and uh that that was a very intense scene like and then, like I said, Alistair, for the most part is very calm and collective, but there are times where he loses his shit and and even even when he loses his shit, he always he mo most of the time he says it in a happy sounding tone. But it's what he says that is – but it's that combined with his tone that makes him even creepier because he's saying this in such a happy way and yet it's this horrific shit that he's he's describing and explaining that he'll do to someone. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, Husk is, like, shaking after his encounter with him. He's like, uh, you know, just – I. he has him on the floor shaking and, and Alistair's like, well, I'd say that went very well, you know, like <laughs> – <laughs> and how and how on a dime alistair can just go from being very threatening to very happy like sounding like just very polite and positive or at least polite and positive presenting you know uh but anyway sorry i i know i said uh going leaving alistair for a second yeah so husk uh is a cat he's like he seems like he used to be an alcoholic and bartender he's the bartender at the the uh hotel and he is uh you know like uh, psychic, well, not psychically, but he, he is, uh, he sold his soul to Alistair, so he is kind of bound to Alistair for the foreseeable future. Uh, and then you have Nifty, who is, uh, this little, I I guess Alistair created her, it kind of seems, or I guess he summoned her, because in the pilot, it looks like he summoned her through a fire, or via this fire, but she's like this little tiny bug demon, uh uh cyclops she's got like one eye and she's just the most unhinged psychotic person of the of the entire cast <laughs> of the, of the, of the entire group and uh she's also very unpredictable you never really know what she's going to do or say next but you 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 can be certain that it's going to be some unhinged shit and uh yeah she she's hilarious she <laughs> all the cast are great she but she all, she has a a lot of big laughs too like she she is hilarious uh, and then, uh, oh, and then you also have um, uh, Serpentius. He shows up in uh, episode two, and he was in the pilot too. Because, uh, and and this, is, uh, well, by by the end of episode two, the dynamic has changed. But there's this running joke in the pilot, and then in the second episode, that Alistair and Serpentius have this rivalry, where Serpentius is always trying to. Uh, best Alistair or destroy him, or beat him in a, a battle, but because Serpentius is so pathetic at be, at being a truly terrifying villain, Alistair always gets the upper hand on him. And we see, and we, and in the pilot, and the pilot, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> damn, sorry about that. Uh, I don't know, I got choked up for a second. <clears throat> and then in the pilot, excuse me, we actually do see we see that at the very end. We see Serpentius show up and he's like and he's like this snake demon. He's got like a top hat and a jacket. He's got this long ta- tail and um and he's he's got a cool design too. But essentially, he shows up in like his war machine blimp and he's like, "Well, if it isn't my uh, demon uh rival if it isn't my rival Alistair, you know, like that." And Alistair's like he's so cuz he knows how to get under serpentine skin uh Sir skin. He's like, do I know you? Like that, like, like he's like gaslighting him, making Sir Pinchas think that uh, Alistair doesn't know him. Uh, and it, I I just love, you know, that, that little dynamic they have. And needless to say in the pilot, Sir uh, Alistair kicks Sir Pinchas ass or Sir Pinchas ass. Uh, and then he does that in the second episode too. And then in the second episode, he's hired by uh, the V's, they're like these uh, powerful overlords in hell that uh, are essentially, yeah, they're these powerful overlords in hell, Velvet, uh, uh, Valentino, and Vox. And they all have really cool designs too. They're very cool. Uh, uh, I'll get into them in a second. But yeah, so they hire him to uh, sneak into the hotel and like see what Alistair's about and like report back to them. But Sir Pentius kind of being the incompetent, incompetent bad guy that he is immediately gets found out. Like he, he tries to hide a camera in one of the rooms and angel dust spots him hiding the camera. And then he's immediate, he immediately on, on uh, reveals himself to be a double agent. You know, he's like, Oh, Oh shit. Oh shit. Abort mission. You know, like I was trying to do the, the hiss, but I can really do it with, with the S with shit, you know? But yeah, he's like, Oh shit. Abort mission. abort it. And then, uh, but Charlie, is like, sees how down on his luck he is and how kind of pathetic he is in a way. And she's like, you know what? We could use another patron at the hotel. Why don't you stay? Vaggie and Angel Dust are like, hell no, we should kill this asshole. <laughs> we should kill this slippery, slimy, weasel asshole. And Charlie's like, but no, the hotel's about redemption. And plus we need another person that isn't a member of the staff. Because so far everyone else that is, that isn't Angel Dust is a member of the staff of the hotel. So let's bring him in and i love the development they do with him too because he actually does like he is still kind of a an idiot in a way <laughs> but he's a well-meaning idiot and he he does actually become a better person and like he becomes integrated with the the group uh throughout the episodes and that's great to see um and then we and cherry bomb comes back we get to see her in episode 6 and she also sounds very different she has like an australian accent in the show where as in the pilot where whereas in the pilot she just had a regular american accent but um but i love what they do with her and uh serpentius because in in the first episode we see that oh it seems like they're enemies too and cherry bomb also is kicking serpentius ass as well <laughs> uh and yeah it seems like they're also arch rivals or arch enemies but in episode 6 we find out that Serpentius actually does value and appreciate her uh, continued rivalry with him, and it also we also find out that he actually has a crush on her, and we get to see that develop throughout the. Uh, well, they're not in episode. Well, no, they're in episode seven. We yeah, we get to see that we get to see that develop in those la- in the last three episodes of the season, and uh, and it's it's actually it's very sweet and wholesome, <laughs> and Cherry Bomb actually kind of does come around on him, and she's like. You know what? I actually do kind of, I do think I kind of like you. And in that way, I think I do. I might love you. And I don't know. It's just, it's very sweet and adorable. I, I may get into that more when I get into the finale. But yeah, so th- yeah, the whole season, you know, we, we find out more, you know, uh, yeah, it's very, yeah, we find out more about, uh, heaven. And we actually get to see heaven in episode six. We find out that, uh, one of the angels in the, Extermin in the recent extermination was murdered by an overlord named Carmilla Carmine who is a weapons uh, dealer in hell. And yeah, she yeah, she's an overlord and a weapons dealer and uh she you know, it's like oh, well, and Alistair finds this out and he's like, "Oh, okay, this will be useful in our final in our in, conf- uh, in our confrontation with the uh Angel army." And you know, he he uh, later later on in the season he uh, tells Charlie this, he's like, oh yeah, you know, angels can be killed, right? And they can be killed with their own weapons. And she's like, oh, okay, well that's going to be helpful. (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, the episodes, all the episodes are great. Uh, the first episode, Overture was great. Episode two, uh, Radio Killed the Video Star was great. We find out a little bit more about Alistair in that one, like his rivalry with Vox, who is the, an overlord of like, uh, he's a, he's got a demon with a TV for a head and he's got a top hat and a suit jacket. Um, he's one of the V's. Like I said, it's, it's him, Valentino, who is this very, very asshole. He's a very sadistic piece of shit, asshole, uh, pimp, uh, who owns his own, and I guess a porn studio, he he owns his own porn studio in hell and he's a pimp and he's just the, the worst. Uh, in fact, episode four is, uh, we find out more about Angel Dust and Husk. They, they, uh, the two of them actually end up bonding with each other, uh, or bonding over their, uh, the fact that they are both, they both sold their souls to different, but equally terrifying, well, maybe not even equally terrifying, but different, if not both terrifying, uh, asshole psychopaths, uh, (laughs) and, and, and differently, differently psychotic, psychotic in in their own ways uh but psychotic and and terrible nonetheless i would argue valentino's worse than alistair because at least with alistair he's more fun to watch but with valentino he's just a dick you know i uh, i mean there was, he has some funny lines but but unlike with alistair you know he just mentally and emotionally and psycho yeah psychologically tortures angel because angel is one of his uh like his highest um uh, <clears throat> uh, his, his most viewed, like, he's one of his uh, most high-profile uh, uh, porn stars, and he just treats him like shit, uh, and 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 the reason why Angel Dust is such an addict is because he's like, oh, well, if I can break myself down enough and make myself pathetic enough and, and uh, you know, strain myself out on enough drugs as possible, or as many drugs as possible, I might not be his favorite plaything anymore, and he'll finally just stop using me in any of his productions and stop you know, raping me. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. Like that, that was, that, that episode got really dark. Uh, you know, and, and we, and just, yeah, finding out about his history with Valentino, um, was, um, was sad. Uh, but it, like I said, him and Husk bond over a song, uh, you know, th- about their shared trauma, um, or about the the trauma. It, well, I mean, not shared, tra- I guess shared trauma, but yeah, about the trauma they've both endured and suffered, and and the psychopaths that they've both suffered torture from, uh, or they've both been tortured by. And, and that was, a that was a very sweet, uplifting ending to an otherwise darker, more depressing episode. Um, yeah, that was great. And then, oh, but yeah, the, the other V's. Yeah. Sorry. And then Vivian is, uh, she is a, um, a fashion, she runs her own fashion industry and she's got this like Cockney British accent uh and Valentino's like I think Latino cuz he, he every now and then he'll throw in some Spanish uh so he's got like a Latin accent or Spanish accent uh but yeah they they're very cool visually they all have cool designs and uh we we see a little bit of them throughout the season uh episode 3 was great where Alistair <laughs> cuz has these uh, uh he calls them egg boys uh he's got these little little and and they're that's what they are they're little tiny egg henchmen, essentially they they also wear top hats and suits and they talk like this like, like they just have these like really bizarre like it's like they're constantly going through puberty these voices and uh they they're trying to essentially it's the very next episode after serpentine joins the 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 gang at the hotel vaggy tells alistair he's like hey look we want serpentine to improve as a person so can you help us get rid of his egg minions his egg boys And, uh, I mean, needless to say, at the end of the episode, they let him have them because they're like, well, you, you, okay, you have, you have been becoming a better person as long as you don't try to, you know, kill us or destroy us and use them for evil, uh, purposes. Yeah, fine. You can have your egg boys back. But throughout the episode, Alistair just has these egg boys (laughs) following him (laughs) and like he runs into, he goes to a meeting and, uh. Uh, One of them, he tells them to wait outside the hotel, but one of them uh, named Frank goes accidentally like walks into the elevator with him and they, the other four or five egg boys see him going up the elevator. He's just waving at them. I, I just love how simple they are. I don't really mean that as an insult, but they are kind of just like naive children, really. I mean, they're good at following orders, but just the way they act, they just act like naive children. And I, I love that when like the egg boys going up with Alistair and he's waving and they're like, oh no, Frank, Frank went up with the boss. And then one of them's like, wait, we have names? <laughs> like the I, And I love that because they all look the same. So I, I just love that one of them pointed out the fact they're like, wait, we have names? What? what, what? <laughs> We all look the same. Uh, but yeah, so that episode is the one where we find out that angels can be killed. And we find out that Carmilla was the one that killed the angel. Uh, she beheaded one of them using her own weapon. She It turns out that she melted down... Uh, the metal from some of the I, I I think she's like she collected she's collected some of the angels um uh, uh, steel some some of the angelic steel from their spears and other weapons they used to kill the demons and she melted it down and turned them into her shoes and she and we see that later in a in a we see a little flashback in a later episode where we actually get to see her beheading the angel with her shoes and I was like, oh that's awesome um it's like using her own weapon against her. <laughs> <laughs> um without her really knowing at the time that it was her weapon cuz you know like i said it it was just it looked it just looked like her shoes it didn't look like angelic steel at first and then you know instant decapitation but um but yeah that was a great episode yeah episode 4 was great episode 2 the first episode uh episode 5 we actually get to finally meet the big bad himself lucifer we get to meet charlie's daughter i mean uh, charlie's daughter <laughs> uh, wait a minute, Charlie's father, (laughs) my bad, (laughs) and, uh, you know, he, it seems like he's all kind of preoccupied, And, and the episode's called Dead Beat Dad, or no, Dad Beat Dad, yeah, Dad Beat Dad, uh, he seems like he might be kind of a deadbeat dad, but he's also kind of just, and, and, and the episode makes up for it by the end, but he's, uh, he, says he's like you know what I haven't really been there for you I've kind of been preoccupied doing my own thing letting you do your own thing I should I should probably be more of an active part of your life and and that was very sweet and we get a very sweet wholesome song between him and Charlie and the pipes on lucifer though like he may be he may be uh the big bad of hell but he's he's got some pipes on him like when he started, when they started singing, I was like, oh shit, get a Lucifer, you know, like, he, he's got a good voice, um, uh, but yeah, the, the, the duet between them, that, that song was fantastic, uh, more than anything, it was great, uh, and we get to, we find out a little bit more about Alistair too, we find out that he, he used to roll with this, uh, woman named Mimsy, who, uh, she just randomly shows up, uh, <laughs> It actually interrupts a song that Alistair and Lucifer were singing where they were kind of both, uh, because, because Alistair despises Lucifer. And when he shows up at the hotel earlier in the episode, Alista again, Alistair has this big smile plastered on his face, but you can tell that he's pissed off that, that Lucifer showed up. And, and in fact, to the the point, he's so pissed off that when they're arguing about the name of the hotel, they're, they're both like, like going, ha ha, you know. Well, the name's not clever. They're they're both going back and forth, like, insulting each other. It gets to the point where Alistair is, like, the third or fourth time they go back and forth. Uh, Alistair just says, ha-ha, fuck you, like that. And he just gets right up in Lucifer's face when he says it. And it's like, okay, that's how you know you've pissed someone off when all they can retort with is fuck you. <laughs> the fact that he had no other... And, and, and Alistair usually is clever enough to come up with is you know with clever enough insults. Uh, and he's, he's usually wittier than just, you know, and and he's like the one that curses the least out of everyone. He's, he's, he's more, uh, he's more reformed or not reformed. He's more, uh, he, 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 he keeps his composure, you know, he's very, for the most part. And he's very, you know, he's very polite and he's very, uh, I guess PG in a way because, you know, back in the thirties, you know, it's like, oh yeah, well this wasn't really PC or PG of you to, to curse. And you know he he was a radio broadcaster. You know he had his own radio show. So it's like, oh yeah, well, you wouldn't normally be cursing or swearing like a sailor on a popular radio show. But every now and then he will, and that's how you know you really you've really pissed him off when all he can do is just curse, is just says fuck you. You know it's like, oh that's that's how you know he's really mad at you, or that that's how you know shit's about to go down. But uh, but yeah, we find out that yeah, Mimsy shows up randomly when they're singing a song about you know charlie and and how much they hate each other and how much alistair's like oh yeah charlie's like a daughter to me (laughs) just getting more and more under Lucifer's skin but uh but yeah so um yeah so we get uh we get that and yeah uh mimsy is like this flapper girl from the 30s uh and she's got like this new jersey boston accent uh but yeah her and alistair knew each other back when they were alive and I was like, oh, that's cool, getting a little bit more about Alistair before he was, uh, before he was uh, the radio demon, and uh, and yeah, so the end of the episode, yeah, like I said, Charlie and uh, Lucy, i call calling Lucy, <laughs> Charlie and Lucy have this heartwarming uh, bonding moment where they're like, uh, Charlie's like, I've been waiting for you to be a, more of an active part of my life, and Lucifer's like, I'm going to do that starting now, but I, just know I've always loved you, I've just kind of being preoccupied and I have maybe put you on the back burner of my attention. Uh, is that right phrase? Anyway. Yeah. And he's like, and I probably shouldn't have done that, but starting now things will change. And Charlie asks, uh, him to get a meeting with the highest, uh, member of, of you know, that going right to the top of heaven's, uh, uh, hierarchy. It's like, I want to get a meeting with them to uh, get, try to once again, stop this extermination from happening Uh, and stop it happening for good and lucifer's like yeah you got it and then the next episode is uh charlie taking vaggie to heaven with her on a little romantic uh trip in a way (laughs) uh yeah yeah, she takes her girlfriend she takes vaggie and uh they meet with one of the high seraphims uh, which is like an angel uh named sarah and her daughter slash sidekick uh Emily. I, I guess kind of like her daughter in a way. They never explicitly state daughter, but but she is a little shorter than her and it and Sarah kind of acts like a mother to Emily, so I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say they're if not a, like biologically mother and daughter, they're at least have a mother daughter like relationship. Um But yeah, so We, uh, she goes up to heaven, has a meeting with some of the higher up angels, Sarah and Emily included, uh, Adam and his second in command loot are also there to be assholes and, and try to dispute, (laughs) try to dispute that, uh, anything needs changing about any of the extermination, uh, anything about the exterminations, uh, needs changing. Uh, and yeah, we get this big, uh, reveal that, uh, Vaggie, we find out that Vaggie was an angel and she was created by... Adam to be a part of the, uh, exterminator army. And I was like, Oh shit, that's a good twist. Cause I, I legit didn't see that coming. But, but then when you go back in previous episodes, some of the things that we hear Maggie talk about or see from her, uh, make even more sense. Like when she's like training the group at the hotel, uh, in combat, it's like, Oh, this is how you were taught to fight. And it's like, Oh, that makes sense because you were a member of an, uh, <laughs> an army of angels. Uh, so you, you were, you were, you're, you're, uh, you acting like a drill sergeant right now, uh, totally makes sense. Cause you probably were, had your own little squadron in the army itself that you commanded. Um, or if not, you, I mean, you, you were a soldier probably commanding other soldiers like what to do. So yeah, it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, and that, yeah, that was a good twist. And what happened with her is, is it's like, oh shit, that was dark. Uh, but essentially she and she had killed thousands of demons before, but Vaggie sees this little uh demon kid. She spares her or his or her life. And Loot, the second in command, uh next to Adam, she's like, What are you doing? You know, and then she, she's like, What the hell are you doing? And then she c- gouges her eye out, which Vaggie's been missing her eye this whole time. We never knew why, but she's just had this big red X across her eye. And also across her hair, because the way it's designed, like the X is over her eye and her hair. And so it's an interesting design. But yeah, so yeah, she has this, uh, yeah, she so she, uh, Lute gouged her eye out and ripped off her wings right in front of Adam. And the two of them just left her in hell. They just went back up to heaven. And this was like three years ago. So yeah, three years from what's happening in the show. So yeah, they left her for three years. <laughs> and uh, Charlie... Uh, yeah, they just left, and they left her bleeding out in an alleyway and uh, in, in next to a dumpster. And Charlie runs into her and patches her up, patches her eye up, and there's a little, it's a little meat cute moment, even though it's kind of sad what happened, like the circumstances, but it is kind of a meat cute moment because, you know, Charlie, like I said, Charlie patches up Vaggie's eye, they're both smiling, Charlie kind of blushes and like, like puts her hand to her face and like kind of shyly looks away like, like, Oh, she, she kind of likes me. <laughs> I kind of like her, you know, uh, it, it's very, it's very sweet among, besides the circumstances around it, you know, I mean, or even, even within the circumstances, it's still sweet because Charlie saw this who, again, she didn't know that Maggie was an angel, but she just saw this person that needed help and decided to help her, you know, out of the goodness and kindness of her heart. But, uh, needless to say the courtroom or the court session does not go well, uh, but revelations are made. Charlie, you know, Adam and Luke being the dicks that they are, reveal to Charlie that Vaggie was an angel. Emily finds out because she didn't know about the extermination, and none of the other angels except Sarah knew. Uh, so literally, and which I guess kind of makes Heaven and the an- residents in it a little better, because I thought, oh, so you all just, uh, you're supposed to be high and mighty and, and nice and shit, and you're letting this... Genocide go down yearly, I mean even if they're demons still you'd think torturing them you'd think them being in hell would be punishment enough, but the fact that you go down there and decide to kill them again permanently is like okay well that's just a dick thing to do, but none of the other angels except for we find this out in the episode, none of the other angels except for Adam and his army and Sarah, who you know uh, initiated the whole extermination process or the whole yearly extermination none of the, no, no one else besides them knew about the extermination. So Emily finds out about the extermination. She gets pissed off at Sarah. Um, Charlie and Emily go off on Sarah. She's like, Hey, the rules are shades of gray. When you don't do what you say, you know, like quit being hypocrites and, and you know, let, let, let these people try to redeem themselves and get a chance to go up to heaven. Uh, and yeah, Sarah's like, okay, no, there's no proof that this, uh, that this hotel idea works. That, redeem, that redeeming demons down there will send them up here. And she just shuts the case down. Charlie and Vaggie, Adam sends them, opens a portal, throws them back through uh, into hell. And uh, yeah, it's just like, oh shit. And, and that's all in this big epic rock opera song. You know, we get another song. And uh, and yeah, and then the the final two episodes are uh, Charlie trying to gather an army to stop Adam and his army from coming down and t- killing them all. Because at the very end of the episode 6, he says, We're coming to your hotel first in a month, so get ready. And yeah, so episode 7, Charlie goes... Uh, well, Alistair takes Charlie to Cannibal Town. And they gather an army of cannibals, uh, led by Rosie. Who is actually very, a very nice, very sweet, caring uh, woman. Despite probably killing her husband in the past. <laughs> <laughs> or killing someone and eating them. uh. But she gives Charlie relationship advice where Charlie's obviously very, you know, she's, she, I mean, but she's still nice, but she's, she is allowed to be upset that the fact that Vaggie lied to her and Rosie assures her, she's like, look, well, maybe she lied to you because she was worried about how you would take it. Maybe she didn't want to lie to you. She just didn't know how you would respond and thought that, oh, well, because she was an angel and killed demons that you would look at her differently and, and end your relationship, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this." I mean, she and she gives some really good relationship advice, and it's like, despite the fact that she's a cannibal in hell, it's like, "Oh yeah, you are you're a nice person." And again, it it also begs the question. It's like, well, it seems like some of these demons are actually nicer, or it, well, not begs the question, but it begs you know thinking about like it's like, oh, well, these some of these demons are nicer than some of these angels, uh, especially the exterminator army, because at least the demons aren't going up to he- heaven and murdering angels and pe- people who went to heaven, you know, <laughs> unlike these assholes who are coming down and killing demons. Um, but, yeah, so they gather the, the cannibal army. Uh, Vaggie goes to Carmilla and, uh, you know, uh, enlists her help in getting enough angelic steel to use as weapons to kill the angels. And, uh, and then episode eight, we get the big showdown uh angel or angel adam brains his army uh and everyone uh you know Alistair, uh charlie vaggy sarpentius cherry bomb uh everyone you know stands ground at the hotel and we have this big epic showdown uh a lot of shit happens too uh it's a it's a great last episode uh but a lot a lot is packed into the the this twenty two minute finale but or twenty three minute but uh, yeah, so we get this epic fight between Adam and Alistair and Alistair, I love this because Alistair's so cocky and is just, you know, being his snarky, smart ass self that he actually underestimates how powerful Adam is because Adam destroys his, uh, his staff, his microphone staff. And uh, <laughs> like, like he's spouting out, he's like, oh, like when they, when they first encounter each other. Because uh, cause at first, Alistair puts this uh barrier, this sh- uh, force field, over the hotel. But Adam, you know, he's so pissed off, he breaks through it and go- immediately goes to Alistair. He's like, and Alistair's like, oh, Adam, first man, first to die. And, uh, or next to die. Yeah, he's like, first man, next to die. And Adam's like, who are you? <laughs> uh, but yeah, they have this big epic fight. And because Alistair underestimates Adam's strength... And also because he's and he's acting a little cocky, thinking he'll win. Uh, Adam destroys his uh, his microphone staff and actually causes him to bleed. He, like, slices him on his chest. And Alistair's like, okay, I know when I've been bested. I, I'm clearly going to die if I don't get out of here. So he just, like, you know, turns into a shadow and, like, disappears. Uh, and it's like, where did he go? Because he's gone for the rest of the episode until the very end. Um, but, yeah, we... Uh, uh, oh, oh! I forgot to mention, the previous episode, uh, Vaggie grows her wings back uh, during this big musical number with uh, between her and Carmilla about how she should be fighting for love, fighting for the, the woman she loves, which you know, Charlie, and uh, and she grows her wings back. I'm like, oh, cool. So, which I, I didn't know if angels could grow their wings back, but that was confirmation that they could. And I guess it was because Vaggie was, maybe it was because of her stoicism and her Anger towards Adam, and then maybe that's why what kept her from growing her wings back. But because she's like fighting for her girlfriend and and fighting for what she loved, and she's she's gained more confidence and more happiness being in a relationship with Charlie. You know that was what the kicker. That was what finally allowed her to grow her wings back. But it's cool, and uh, yeah, so she grew her wings back. Uh, they they're all fighting. Uh, Serpentius has this sweet moment with Cherry Bomb, where he finally admits that he loves her. He k- passionately kisses her. And then he goes into his uh, uh, war war machine, his uh, Zeppelin, this blimp that he has. Um, and he's like, I love, you know, he's like, I love you. Remember me. And then he goes into the blimp and then with his egg boys, of course, and Adam immediately obliterates the blimp. And it's like, oh, shit, wait, is he dead? And uh, he's not, but I'll get into that in a second. Uh, but it's like, oh, damn, he sacrificed himself. And uh, but yeah, uh, Lucifer shows up to help in the middle of the battle. Uh, him and Charlie beat the—well, sh- mostly Lucifer, but Charlie does stab Adam, slice him up a little bit. Uh, but Lucifer beats the shit out of Adam. We find out that—because he, he has this, like, demonic face, and it turns out that, like with his army of exterminator angels, he, he's also wearing a demonic-looking black horny mask. Not horny, but with horns on it. And so he actually is human. Because I thought, oh, because if the whole season he's he's had this demonic— he's this black face and this demonic looking face with horns. So I thought, Oh, he altered his appearance to look scary to the demons. You know? So every year when he comes down there, you know, he's, he's instilled fear in the demons of hell. He's like, Oh shit, it's Adam, you know, like this scary looking asshole, but no, he actually is just wearing a mask or a cowl like his, uh, like loot and all the other exterminator angels. But, yeah, so we get to see his mask chip off during the fight. Adam's getting pissed off because he's losing. He's like, look, all of mankind came from these nuts, bitch. <laughs> I get a couple more funny lines from him. But he's, like, ranting because he's, like, he's losing. But he's, like, ranting at Lucifer and them. And Nifty comes out from behind. Like, we well, actually, he gets stabbed. He's like, oh, oh, like that. You know, he's, like, gasping for breath. And we see the knife, the the angelic steel blade pierce through him. And it's like, oh, shit, what happened? And then we find out that Nifty stabbed him. And it, I love that reveal because Charlie, earlier in the episode, told Nifty, hey, if you see an angel, stab it. And uh, and then Nifty, like, stabs him, like, 10, 15 times in the back after he's clearly dead. Uh, and I was like, I was perfect, the fact that she was the one to kill Adam. Uh, oh, and also Vaggie and Lute, uh, because, you know, Loot was the one that gouged her eye out and, and ripped Vaggie's wings off uh, they have another rematch and their, their fight's cool inside the hotel. Um, and you know, Vaggie beats the shit out of Loot, Lute, but loot uh, she tells her, she's like, no, look, I'm going to leave you alive, but with the knowledge that I let you live. And Lute is, cr- is like pinned under rubble. And this is how you know, she's insane. She rips her own arm off, like she doesn't cut it off with anything. She rips it off to get back at Vaggy, but yeah, so they beat the shit out of her, um, yeah, Nifty kills Adam, uh, the hotel is destroyed in the battle, and Lute's like, okay, well, I'm the, uh, I'm the head of the army now, so everyone go back up to hell, and Lucifer yells at Lute, he's like, take your, take your, <laughs> take your girls, and go home, and he, like, his voice gets all deep and demonic, but, uh, Lute's like, okay, well, yeah, we're gonna lose retreat everyone go back to heaven and they fly back up and we get a uh, one last musical number where charlie is feeling kind of down about the fact that uh well sir died in the battle and uh you know none of this would have happened had i been more convincing of heaven to uh, you know uh not go through with this extermination but lucifer and vaggie and and the rest of the the her friend friends and family (laughs) they're all like uh you know what? No, it, this is a, uh, it was always most likely going to go down this way. Yeah. Don't feel bad for yourself. Um, uh, but w- we're going to help you rebuild the hotel and they, and we, you know, and throughout the, the song, we get to see them rebuilding the hotel. We, we cut back to the, the V's because I forgot to mention, yeah, the, uh, Vox, Valentino and, and Velvet were watching the fight because they're like, Oh, they're all going to die. This is going to be a delight to watch. And, uh, we, we cut to them in the, uh, singing, there's a part of the song where they're talking about, oh yeah, the V's because Alistair's gone now. They don't know where he is. Um, he's like, oh, uh, we're going to rule hell now. The hell, hell belongs to the V's. And, uh, and then we, and when Alistair gets his own little section of the, uh, musical number, which is always a delight because like, you know, Amir Tali and his voice sounds fantastic. Um, and, Al- and Alistair's voice. Yeah, but it, it sounds fantastic. Uh, and he, he sings a section where he's talking about... And he actually uh, shows back up to the hotel. So he's not, like, hiding out from the group. He he goes back to the group. But before he does, there's a section where he's singing and he goes to his uh, old broadcasting station, his old radio station. And he's talking about how uh, he's also on a leash and he's like, I need to find out a way to unclip my wings because when I do, I'm taken over. I, my full power will be unleashed and I everyone will know how truly... Like, who's in charge here? And uh, and it, it's, it leads you to think who it has him on a leash, you know, because he's got Husk on a leash, and Husk mentioned that in episode five. He's like, hey, I, I'm not the only one that's on a leash. Don't forget that. And that's what caused Alistair to go psycho on him for a minute. But it's like, who has a leash on him? Is it Lilith? Is it Charlie's mom? Because it's not Lucifer, you know, but um, which I think it might be. But yeah, so, so the hotel's rebuilt. Uh, Alistair re- shows back up to the group. He's like, hey, I'm back. Uh, <laughs> and uh, oh, as Serpentius, uh, because he because he did good, he was he sacrificed himself for the greater good to save his friends and family. That was you know a redeeming act. He is sent up to heaven, and he's like wearing all white. He's, he's got a cool kind of redesign in a way. He's like wearing all white. Uh, he's like, oh wait, what? Where am I? And and the look of shock and horror and disbelief on Sarah's face is fantastic. Combined with the uh, the look of pure joy on Emily's face, because <laughs> he shows up and like they're they're just sitting in this room, uh, I guess it's like a boardroom, and he shows up. And he's like, "What? Where am I?" And Sarah's like, "What the what the hell?" And then Emily's like, oh, "Our first soul from hell!" <laughs> like she's just so happy someone finally came up after that whole debacle in court. She's like, "Hey, we finally got someone to come up from hell." You know, nice. Um, so that was a good setup for next season too. I mean for the for season two, but for the next season as well. Um but yeah, so hotel's rebuilt, Serpentius is in heaven, um Alistair came back to the group. Uh the V's believe that he's dead, uh, or gone, you know, and they're like, Oh, well, we're gonna take over hell now. And um and then uh we get the and then and then the last like little stainer cliffhanger, we see a woman sitting on a beach relaxing and loot walks up to her clearly still pissed off about the whole debacle at the hotel. And she's like, look, you, uh, Adam is dead. I'm in, I'm in charge of the exterminator angels. Now you, you need to go down there and get your daughter in, in line because you know, the deal was you could stay, uh, you know, the deal, you can stay here as long as everything well, you know, she does. She's a little vague on what the deal is, obviously, because it's like, oh yeah, it, leave a little bit of mystery to it. What is the deal? But she's like, look, you can stay here as long as Charlie doesn't interfere with our affairs. She's doing that, and she killed the head of our army. You need to go down there and and get your daughter in control. And then she's like, do you understand what I'm saying, Lilith? And then we we you know we cut to her face, and she's like, she's kind of looking like, okay, I hear you. And and yeah, and and it's like, oh shit, we finally get to see Lilith. And I figured because we saw Lucifer, we have seen him a couple times in episode five and the last episode uh, in the finale. So I figured we probably wouldn't see Lilith. That'd be like a big cliffhanger end of the season thing. And it was. So I love that we finally got to see her. And, and, and everything they set up was great for season two. I can't wait to see what they do for season two. And hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Like obviously I want them to not rush it and take their time on it. But I do hope it's it's like sometime next year, uh, especially because they already announced that they were working on season two, like or it it had been greenlit. So I, that would lead me to believe that oh they're probably already working on it as we speak. Uh, but yeah, so in conclusion, the the show was great. Uh, the animation was fantastic. The voice acting, the concept, and the way they uh, expanded upon it, the backstory and lore that they've established. Uh, what they set up for the next season, you know, has me excited and anticipating what's going to happen. Uh, and the musical numbers like the, the musical numbers in the pilot were fantastic. These are even better than those. I think, uh, be, one because they have a bigger budget too. So, so, you know, they can sound more grand and Epic and, and, uh, musically sound more crisp and clear. But yeah, I, I have, uh, <laughs> probably an unhealthy a number of times, but I have been obsessively listening to the soundtrack of of this entire season, with with the with each new episode that has been released the past couple of weeks, I've been listening to the new ones, and re listening to the soundtrack with the new songs added to the the soundtrack. And Spotify officially, because the, I guess the season's over now, they've uh, I mean it is, but because the season's over now, they've officially uploaded the full soundtrack, and it's like a a full thirty eight minutes. And I love that they committed so hard to the musical aspect of the show because each episode. Not doesn't only have one song it has each song has two episodes each. I mean, uh wait, strike that, reverse it uh, each episode has two songs each and yeah and and they're all at least a minute some some are like two and a half three and a half minutes uh so but the average is like maybe two two and a half minutes, but yeah, I love that they committed so much to the musical aspect of the show. uh, the songs are great, and the singing from everyone is great uh not only are they are they great just being voice actors, but they're also great as singing as these characters, too. Uh, So, yeah. So, the season was great. If you haven't seen the show, go check it out. It's on Amazon. Uh, Also, do yourself a favor and watch the pilot first, so you'll, you know, uh, get a little bit more about the concept and what's going on. Because, like I said, they establish what's going on in the first episode, but, you know, it it wouldn't hurt, and it would even help if you did watch the pilot for further reference, you know. Uh, But, yeah, so... Uh yeah go watch the show uh, the show it's great. And if you have watched the show, uh I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have and I hope you're also looking forward to the next season. Uh but yeah, so that does it for today's episode again sorry this was uploaded a, a well not even a full day later but sorry it was uploaded the day after I said it was going to be. Also sorry it wasn't the review of Argyle. I may review it, I may not. But uh next week I will be reviewing uh episode 2. I will be reviewing the, uh, uh, romantic horror comedy, uh, Lisa Frankenstein. I've been looking forward to that. I feel like that might be pretty good, pretty fun, maybe a little cheesy, but like a a good cheesy. Uh, it it, it looks like it'll be, it'll be interesting. It's got Cole Sprouse, uh, Cody from Zach and Cody and, uh, and, uh, Jughead from Riverdale. Uh, and it's got Catherine Newton, who I thought she was good as Casey in Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm sorry. Damn, I got choked up again. I thought she did a good job as in Ant-Man and the Wasp 3, but, she didn't get a whole lot to do, but I thought she was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, so that will be next week's episode will be a review of Lisa Frankenstein. So, uh, but yeah, hope you all enjoyed the season eight premiere of the podcast and I will see you all next week. I hope you all have a great weekend and, uh, until then, until next week, uh, take care.